Sunday afternoon from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Vox Wave Studios. Uh, we're glad you could join us again for another week. Uh, my name is Brad Schrammel, my co-pilot, Mr. Orlando Boyd, is right there. And we got a special guest in the house. He's not a stranger to the show. We've only heard him, but now you can actually see him, my brother, Darian Claxton. How you doing, bro? Blessed and highly favored. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Um, as we usually do, we start off the show, you know, talking about uh, testimonies and, and prayer requests. Um, let's start out with the prayer requests first, because I know there are a couple on uh, our minds um but the first thing i want to i want to bring up is i want to but that's a testament i want to thank the lord for safe travels thank yahweh mm -hmm. for safe travels mm -hmm. back um mm -hmm. 
I had a, a, a hell of a rough ride on my last leg on my flight. You talking about turbulence like you never had? <laughs> mm. I was All I was doing was just repeating the most high name the whole time. Yeah. It was shaking like, like, it felt like we was on a bumpy road, but you mm. flying. Mm-hmm. And the whole joint was just like boom, 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 boom. boom. Mm. And the and the and the pilot, of course, came on um, on the intercom. He was like, oh, "You can't win for losing." I thought we were done with the <laughs> with the rough air, but uh, you know, everybody go back. They couldn't even serve drinks. Mm. They couldn't even serve refreshments because mm. of how much turbulence that we had. And when that was happening, I was just like, "Okay, well, I know I got work to do, so we're getting back." Mm-hmm. So only thing I'm doing right now is I'm just pray. I'm gonna pray for everybody else sitting beside me because babies started crying, people mm. started, whoo, whoo, you know, all that. So I'm thankful I got back. That was on the last leg. Um, also, I want to lift up my grandmother. She has been moved to Washington Adventist Hospital mm-hmm. where they are doing checkups on her and um, evaluations, but she's in the hospital right now. I'm going to go out there and see her sometime tomorrow is my plan. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just mental fatigue, uh, physical fatigue, stuff that comes with age, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, so, <laughs> you know. Stuff that comes with age. Yeah. You ain't that old yet, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, um... But yeah, so no, that's not. Oh, I, no, I, I thought I heard a soccer beat in the background. Wait, wait, go ahead, old. Nah, nah, yo, what go We got a testimony on your mind, bro, or prayer request. Well, it was a rough trip for us as well. Um, coming across country was 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 good. It was about a four day drive. Me and my sister in law, and it was a real blessing because we've been praying for an opportunity for me to witness to her. So she's. Grew up in the church. She's had some issues. You know, she's young. She's about 23, 24 years mm-hmm. old. So you know, you know how I know where I was at that age. Right. You know, so that's where she is. So I was praying for opportunities, and God opened doors by me revealing to her some of the spiritual battles that I've gone through in my church. And so you started asking questions, and I was just praising God the whole way. So we got here, but the big deal was having to go down to Alabama because my wife's godmother died, and uh, on the way down there, we she's driving. I'm sleeping. It's like four o'clock in the morning, and I just wake up, and we're like, it looks like we're going down a cliff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like we just the, the car is just bouncing, and thank God we had the kids in the back seat. You know what I mean? And I, I couldn't even think to pray. I was just like, is this the end? You know what I mean? Like that whole puffy song, is this the end? And then we get, and somehow, some way, and this is on a major highway. Somehow, some way, we make it onto uh, the other side of the road. Um, everybody's okay. Kids are still asleep. I inspect the car, just a flat tire. It looks like the alignment is off. And I asked my, my wife, I said, what happened? She said, I fell asleep. And she told me after the fact that she had been listening to uh, instrumental music, gospel instrumental. And it was kind of putting her to sleep, but it kept her praying. So she was praying and praying and praying. And then so she switched to something that would have been more upbeat. It was like a Mariah Carey Christmas song. And as soon as that happened, boom, gone. And then I realized after the fact, I knew it was an attack by the devil, but I realized it was a hate attack. And that's what I want to, I want to mention that a little bit later in terms of in Matthew 5, how it talks about Jesus says, you've heard it said, thou shalt not murder. But I tell you, if you have hate against your brother, that's murder. You see what I'm saying? And somebody in my family had hate towards, you know who I'm talking about. We were talking about, some had hate towards my wife and that affected us and that was basically like a talisman. It's like, you know, someone punching a a voodoo doll. When you have that kind of hate, you know what I'm saying? It enables the devil to attack you. That's what happened to us. But because we had a divine mission, just like you said, we had a divine purpose, couldn't be touched. So I praise God for taking us there, for allowing us to minister to that family. I was able to anoint a lady who was sick 
with oil. I was able to pray over that family and get back in one piece. So we know that if we have that divine purpose, it doesn't matter what the devil would try to do to us. He would try to take us out. We've got people praying against us, but none of that will come to it. anything because if God is for us, who can be against us? I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. So that was testimony. Any prayer requests before? Uh, so prayer requests, you know, pray for, obviously, the transition. We just moved into a new house. My wife is starting a new job next week. We got a house full of unpacked boxes. Uh, we got financial stress. I mean, problems all around. So just pray for our sanity um, and being able to get everything done. Getting my son into a school, that's really the big thing. Getting him into a school so that he can continue his education. He's just kind of sitting around the house right now. He's getting in the way. He needs to be in a place, and we found oh, a school we really like. He's four years old. We found a really good Montessori school that we like. It costs a lot of money. We're putting on our financial aid to so just pray we can get him into school ASAP, and that everything else falls into place as it should. Okay, and one other uh, prayer request, real quick. Um, Keidra, mm. girl, she's uh, in an airport. She's been in an airport for the past 36 hours. She left San Diego after I did. She was supposed to fly to Minneapolis, Minnesota. It got delayed an hour and a half, so she missed her collect connecting flight. Mm. Had to spend a night in Minneapolis, Minnesota because mm. of the snow. And I feel like she's being punished because of me. Mm. <laughs> because, hey, because hold on, hold on. Let's get this show jumping. And, and, and uh, right now, she had to spend the night in Minnesota. And then this morning, she was supposed to fly out to come back here at 10 o'clock. Mm. She got on the plane, started flying. Halfway through the flight, the pilot gets on the gets on the intercom, says there's something wrong with the plane, had to land in Detroit. She's now in Detroit. She's been in Detroit since like noon, and she won't be back here until like 9.30 at night because her flight can't get out of Detroit mm. until 8. So the past, she's just been in the airport. Right. And she's been, she was crying early, and I was just like, slum. You know, it's, it's a whole ordeal. It all happened in the past 36 hours, 48 hours, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I continue to pray for her safe return yes. here because yes. it's been a mess. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you like this. We're going into that. We're going right off the break. Mm -hmm. You said you feel like this took place because of you? Yeah. We got to start there. It's whatever, a spiritual whatever, attack. Man, you, we got to start there. And, and you already know where I'm coming. Mm. Accidents mm -hmm. and mercy. Mm. Or mercy and mm -hmm. accidents. Mm. Happy you want to put together. Uh, prayer requests. Um, continue to pray for little uh, Xavier Kelly. Xavier you know, Kelly, going through the the, the, the health situations he's going through. Uh, my brother home. That's what's you know up. What I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, continue to pray for the boy's family. Period. And Gillis. That kind of messed me up when I thought about it after I left the show. I didn't. I didn't combine it. So we've been boy Gillis for years, for at least 14, 15 years. So uh, boy Gillis family. It ain't just one or the other. But um. Man, that was a sucker. Mm. You hear me? Cold blooded clown tried right. to take me out last night. Mm. And I'm going to talk about that once we open up with prayer. But um, family, old folks, you know, can't leave them out. That's right. Because uh, they ain't got a dog in this fight. Right. You know what I'm saying? They battled it. They already carried their banner. Mm. They, they handed it off. And it's, <clears throat> it's time for a different breed of dog to mm. step up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody yeah. don't mind biting. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's in front of them. All right, all right, That's all right. What's up. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so old folks, Lord Xavier, um, and just just for truth to be received. It's being revealed. We've been praying about truth being revealed. I want truth to be received mm. now. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. people people get in the way. 
we get in the way. We get in the way of what the Most High is trying to do for us. How you, you get in the way of the dude that's trying to do you a favor. Man, I'm trying to pay your bond, so now I'm staying in jail. <laughs> what? Does that make sense? Mm, no. They open the door and they tell you, man, come on out. Somebody paid your bond. I'm I want to stay here. in. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Right. Right. But that's what we do. So the sanity of man, the protection of the old folks. Little Xavier, man, at the most I can tell you to touch him, and when we get going, mm-hmm. all right, by your head with us. Um, Father, thank you for another opportunity, mm-hmm. thank you for bringing all parties here. For it was not a coincidence, it was by your divine ordination. Before we even thought of, you knew that we were gonna be sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. So, we prayed for your holy ruach to take control, yes, let your spirit flow through us freely. And use us. Let it not be our words, but yours. Pray for the elderly, my grandparents, old grandparents, classic grandparents. I just lift them up right now. Mm -hmm. All those who are fighting that battle in the twilight years of life, Father. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We thank you for the safe traveling of everybody who was able to get here right now. Um, Pray for Xavier Kelly Mm -hmm. and the things he's dealing with. Uh, Pray over Clax's family, especially his wife's side of the family. and then the many endeavors and the things that must be taken care of now they're here in this new area. We know that you got them here, Lord, so please sustain them and yes. keep them while they are here. Yes. Um, please be with Kedra. She flies mm-hmm. home. Uh, please give her safe travel and mercies that she's able to return safely. And uh, be with everything else. That, uh, I'm, lack- I'm forgetting to mention, Father. Um, and be with those things that we deal with as men. Mm-hmm. The, the things that we keep close to our heart. The things that only you and us know about. You know, please be with those things, Father. We know that your grace and mercy is sufficient. Please remind us of that on a daily basis and use this. Let it never get in the way for us to be used as vessels for you. That's what we pray. And uh, if you don't do nothing else but us, please use this to save more people. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. 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 Bro, get there. What what happened? You said you you, you took responsibility? Uh, Yeah, man. Um. And it was said, it said because she said it. She said it out of mouth. She's like, I feel like I'm being punished. Hmm. For? No, she didn't say what for. She just stated it. But what do you think? Yeah. Oh. I'm just thinking right here. Yeah. When, 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 it was, when it was stated, then that's when the thought hit me. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to pause and take a look at the decisions I've been making and where I have fallen short. And I could always find something, mm-hmm. you know. I put it to you like this. Yeah, I wasn't talk about this. Didn't you? No, I didn't. Is <laughs> <laughs> that how it go though? Yeah, that always yeah. how it go. Not always go. Hey, let's go. Um, I transparent. I since since I was caught off guard by this, I can't help but tell the truth about it. Let's go. Um, when I was met with the thought, you are the root of this. Hmm. When I was met with that thought, I was not. I did not have despair in mind. It was not hopelessness, and it was not self-condemnation in the moment because mm. I've been caught out there before mm-hmm. and where it's been my fault and I'm mm-hmm. like man man if I ain't do this if I ain't man I'm just no good man mm-hmm. that type of th- thinking did not enter my mind mm. a resolution and a focus came to my mind okay I need to check my balance I need to look over I need to take an account mm-hmm. Because that's what the father wants us to do he wants us to take an account of ourselves come back to him with a contrite spirit and repent, which is what I had to do. 
And Father, I'm saying it right now for anything else that I haven't repented of. Please cleanse me right now because I do not want someone else suffering for my mistakes. I know what's been placed on my life. I know the calling that has been placed on my life, even if others do not. Some people have been able to see it. Some people have asked me and I've told them. But regardless of all that, I know. And I have a responsibility because I know. And when you have that type of responsibility, yes, to whom much is given, much is required. Precisely. And I recognize areas in my life where I'm slacking. I recognize there are things that I am in possession of that need to be gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. And my commitment to that is stronger because of the fact I do not want her or anybody else to suffer because mm-hmm. of my mistakes and my. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, you know what it is? It's really about us coming to the mindset. Well, I got grace on me because I'm a man of God. And that's the dangerous thought. And it's subtle. It's presumption. It's not the thought that I'm willingly, you know, about to walk out the house and do it. It'll be in a moment. Mm-hmm. It'll be right there in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's not, it won't be something that's premeditated. It'll just right. be like, it's my right. Yeah. For John 1 9. He's going to cleanse me. He gonna, I just got to repent of it. After the fact, I'm good to go. It's not that simple. Right. We can't, we can't use the Father like an ATM machine. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't come to him for a withdrawal of grace and, mm-hmm. you know, and then expect nothing in return. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There must be obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He de- he desires that we repent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Instead of, he doesn't want us to be punished. I forgot where it says that in his word. I think it's in Isaiah. Um, what specifically? To where it is better to obey that's, Obedience that's, is better that's, than that's in First Samuel. First Samuel. Okay. That's after uh, King Saul was like, "Yo, I did what you said, Samuel." Right, right, I think right, it's right. 1 that Samuel makes sense. 15. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't. Man. So when I was confronted 15, with that 22. thought, when I was confronted with that thought, and it's funny you guys are going here right now because I received the right text. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Right before I walked in the door, I received a text with a solicitation to get something else. Mm. And I haven't had a chance to respond to it yet. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling in my mind of how I would respond. But now that I'm even speaking this, it's just solidified how I must respond. Let me tell you this much. Come As on, you've been talking, I've been praying Come on. about what you're talking about. Come on. Turn to 2 Timothy. Let's put Let's a finger go. in there, because I, I want to look at this. 2 Timothy Let's chapter go. 3, verse 12. Yeah, bro. Because... I see how God will even use our stiff neck, hard headedness to teach something even greater than that. So let's read, go ahead and read that. Oh, go ahead and read Timothy, that. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 12. Second Timothy three, verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yea, and all that will live godly in I'm looking at what it says. I know. Mm-hmm. Yea, and all that will live godly. And Hamashiach, Yahawashah, shall suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. Will suffer persecution. Will. Okay. Well, this says shall. Okay. But will shall, is more will. definite. Okay. Yeah. Now, we as Christians, we know that fact, right? We know that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to accept it, but we know that. Mm-hmm. Does Kedra know that? Because the ministry that you've been called to means that you are going to be under attack 
And if God, if the devil can't get to you, he's going to get to those close mm-hmm. to you. So she has to understand that being attached to you means being attached to your ministry, which means being in the line of fire when the devil comes at you. And so this is a wake up call for her to realize, wait a minute, if I'm going to be involved with him, if I'm going to be joined to him, then the easy life is out the window. You see what I'm saying? Even if she doesn't want to go all the way in, even if she's still on the fence about the whole true thing, as long as she's attached to you, she's going to feel the repercussions of it. So this is a wake up call for her to be like, wow. That's really I mean, like, okay, so if the weather comes, we all had weather delays, right? Mm-hmm. But on top of that, so you spend the night overnight, and now you get on the road. His standards aren't our standards. Mm. He doesn't look at us and say, you know what, I'm going to keep you and let you go for reasons that we choose to mm. keep one and let the other one go. You, mm. you ain't going to pick the scrawniest dude on the basketball court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to pick the tallest dude on the basketball first because mm. you assume that tall joker know how to play basketball. Right. But that little nigga might have hands like Addison. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pick the big dude because, mm. you know, our, our mindset mm. is off. I like where you went with that. And I think Shorty may actually be of that mind. However, you are that mind or not is something different. Clearly you are because you recognize it may be because of something I did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing, bro. I would say I almost bust when I heard you say that because I wanted, I'm going to ask you this off air when I talk to you. I ain't going to say it on air. But it's real talk, but I'm going to keep a little something back. Um, if if you, you, you seem to be wanting to keep it with you, you know what I'm saying, as you go through this process. But the most, I may just want her to receive information, not necessarily be there firsthand when information gets given. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just saying, he mm-hmm. may want her to receive it after he gives it to you, mm-hmm. as opposed to her being there mm-hmm. when, it, when it first gets, because she might taint it. It mm-hmm. might be something that takes place that will keep your mind off of fully comprehending what he gave you in that situation, because Shawty here, and you want her there. Mm-hmm. Now that he don't want her there, mm-hmm. But he may not need her here. Mm. You want her here, thinking you need her here, but you got him. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. So, it's crazy. I understand exactly what you. I saying. know you know exactly what I'm saying. But this is the thing: accidents mm. and mercy. mercy. I'm gonna jump to that real quick, cause I ain't gonna be here for but like 30 minutes. That would try to take me out last night. Mm. Try to. I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read the definition of an accident real quick. An accident is an unexpected or unforeseen event generally unfortunate hmm. that's the first I'm not even gonna read the second one because it doesn't it's not relevant an unexpected or unforeseen event generally unfortunate hmm. I wrecked my car last night mm. what am I it was, it was my, my, my girl's daughter's car. I've been driving. I'm on 495. Reluctantly, I went to talk to E. And when I was I was at I was in the parking lot at the house. I went. Mm-hmm. Food from Panera was already there. I could have went in there and ate. Mm. My little brother was like, "Man, why don't you swing through?" I'm like, "Swing through? I'm in Atlanta. You're in Fort Washington. There's no." Sliding by. That's not like <laughs> out of the way. way. You know, right, right, right. But he asked me, and then, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, the spirit was like, man, go down there. Mm. So I went down there, I ain't going to all of that, but I went down there, we talked, I left. I was changing lanes and I got over, and it was a truck 
direction in the right lane. Yeah. Stop. Hmm. Ran smack into the back. Mm. About 70. Mm. Airbag didn't deploy. You know, seatbelt didn't choke me up. Mm. I got straight out the car. And, um, the most I sent an angel. Yes. Son, 70 in on a park, man. Bro, what? I'm to, I'm I don't about, see any bruises on no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> my, back, my back a little messed up. That's okay. why I'm going to leave early. Yeah, my back yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. But the, the bottom line is, and I don't really want to go, you know, we keep it real on Real Talk. You know we keep it real. So, and keeping it real with Real Talk 101, I was funky. Mm. So, the officer was like, man, I can smell you. Go stand over there. Mm. I ain't get no DUI. Mm. I ain't get no DWI. Mm. He said, I'm going to bust your head with these tickets, though. Hmm. I got about $1,500 in tickets. Four tickets. But the Hispanic brother that was in front of me, man, he, was, he had a truck like mine, 2017. I got a 2017 Dodge Ram. He had a 2017 Silverado. Put a dent in the, in the passenger, you know, mm. the passenger side bump. Mm. Mangled the little John I was driving. Mm. And I ain't going to go into, you know, everything else, but the most high, he came through on multiple levels. Yes, sir. But... The fact of the matter is, I'm talking to my daughter's, my, my, my girl's daughter. She was like, I'm glad you're okay. I took my mind back to a previous accident I've been in where I ran into the back of somebody and I opened the door and got out. <laughs> and when the tow truck driver came, he was trying to force the door closed. He couldn't close the door, but I opened it like it was nothing and mm. got out. When her daughter looked in the car, she was like, how'd you get out? Like, what you mean, how'd I get out? I opened the door and got out. Mm. The, the the dashboard was about that far from the seat. Mm. No, the dashboard was probably about that far from the seat. But I'm, a, I'm a, you know, we, we lean our seats back. Right. You know what I'm saying? But my knees was right at the dashboard. They ain't had no knee damage. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This was a previous accident, not this past. So I'm thinking about accidents. Accidents. Mercy. Accidents. An unexpected or unforeseen event, generally unfortunate. You think Adam planned to sin? It was an accident. It wasn't unexpected. Well, actually, it didn't catch the most high off God. Mm-hmm. Caught Adam off God. That's the beautiful thing about him. He knows all. He sees all. Nothing takes place inside of the realm of existence that does not come through his throne room first. Mm-hmm. It can't happen unless he's standing. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to give him the beef? You can't give him the beef. Because mm-hmm. he don't tip, nor can he be tempted. He don't do evil. But he ultimately is responsible for everything that takes place inside the realm of existence, because he's the homie, he's the he's the OG, he's the he's the dude, he's the father, ancient of days, ancient of days. Mm-hmm. Now, mercy, did I deserve <laughs> mercy? Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Eve before I came in. I told him I had to have a conversation with him before I came on the show because I was gonna bring this up. I've been pissed off at my brother, man. Yeah, for for, I know. for, for, the, for the direction that uh that he's allowed mm. the enemy to take him in. And I've been, it's, you know, alcohol ain't no different than any other substance. Mm. It's no different, you know what I'm saying? It controls you. It, it'll, it'll hinder you. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll, it'll give you the short end of the stick. Mm. I could have got jammed up last night. Mm-hmm. All I'm standing there thinking is I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. Well, you should have been dead first. You should have been dead, bro. Hey, now, you know, and then I, once you, you survive that, then you should be behind bars. To a stationary vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Understand some? Yeah, yeah. But understand some? See, my, that's, maybe maybe that's I'm not even there right. because the Most High has constantly kept right. me from dying okay. in okay. situations. I generally just go to jail. Right. Right. 
So I'm I'm blown and I'm not going to jail. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even about being dead or alive okay, because okay. I generally stay alive. Mm -hmm. I know other man. I know jokers that have died in car accidents that were less serious. Sure. If I show you the if I show you the picture, I wish I had a way to put the picture on the screen, but the car's mangled. Mm -hmm. What? Remember when the nigga ran in the back of my truck? Mm -hmm. Mangled his car and dented my bubble? Just the dent. I ain't go to court, but I think I saved that dude's life because he wouldn't have ran in the back of my truck. He'd have jumped the curb and hit a tree. Mm -hmm. That probably would have ejected him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It killed him and a female passenger. That was my mindset when that happened. Maybe the most high was just like, you know what, I'm going to show you some favor because you was cool enough to think like that. I didn't get mad. I'm like, man, nigga, you better pay for my truck and all this other stuff. Brand new. I only had it for like a week and a half mm -hmm. yeah, when right. that happened. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying it to say this. I took my mind back to several other accidents. Accidents. Several other uh, 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 unexpected or, or unforeseen events that were generally could have been unfortunate. I've driven off the road. I fall asleep. I've, I've all behind the wheel. It's a dangerous place to be behind the wheel, and and you're not coherent. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because mm -hmm. you're operating a motor vehicle, and you're not really there. It's a lethal weapon. I got over, and it was a truck. Mm. I tried to swerve. When I hit the brake, the brakes locked up, mm. and the car picked up speed, mm. and it threw me right into the back of the car, right into the back of the truck. Mm. The wheels were still turned to the right. Mm. And the impound yard where it's at right now. Mm -hmm. The Nick, the dude, the, the tow truck, I had to drag the car up onto the flatbed because the wheels wouldn't turn wouldn't back turn straight. Because right. I hit the jump. Because I seen it. Right. That's how I know I wasn't as, I wasn't lunching as hard as I would have normally have been. But he got me out of the situation. My life has been like that. That's been my existence mm -hmm. here up to this point. Constantly in situations where at the last minute, the rocks say, open your eyes, turn the wheel. Mm -hmm. And even if I hit the joint, I turned the wheel, so I didn't go straight into it. I went into it at a giant angle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The angle is whatever angle the Holy Spirit the rock gave me. I could have hit that joint squared and maybe came up, airbags didn't deploy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which might have caused more damage mm -hmm. because I would, I'd have gotten Burns, knocked around. Yeah. I don't know how to feel right now. I really don't because I don't personally feel as though I deserve to continually be spared. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I deserve to continually be spared when I know that people who, in my opinion, were, were more... Uh, no, 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 no. You got the opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. You got the opportunity to be in the same mindset mm -hmm. that I was in when I heard Keisha say that I'm being punished. It's the mm -hmm. same exact situation. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is up to you, a chosen man, an elect, mm -hmm. to take account of yourself mm -hmm. and either be focused, not to be at a point where I've been saved a bunch of times, so now, you know, I don't feel like I should be saved anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Escape next mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. That joint is to the mm -hmm. left now. Your job right now mm -hmm. is to say, okay. Let me go back over what I'm supposed to be doing and reapply my recommit, repent and recommit. That's all he wants. Because when you repent and, and when you repent and recommit, then the Holy Spirit can take hold of you more, more fervently than what he does already. You understand? Because see, this is, what, this is what happened. Every time a missed opportunity for your life to be snuffed out comes, the devil's standing there. He ain't got no win. He drinks, he smokes, he does constantly accuse mm -hmm. What does God do? hand on him. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. This is mine. I've selected him. So all that, what is, if the devil can't get his argument across, 
He leaves the courtroom and comes to you. You know you ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. it may not be today, but I'm going to take you out mm-hmm. one day. That's to get you in the mindset of, mm-hmm. I can't beat this thing. But here's the I thing, though. Because we know that <clears throat> angels, even right now, I mean, if we're up to the devil, this stuff will be coming in on us right now. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. When we walk, when we drive down the highway, cars will be slamming into us, drunk drivers, people falling asleep, you know, cars exploding. So the fact that God gives you a glimpse into the attacks that are being levied against you and against you and against me, I mean, he's trying to get our attention for some reason, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he could not show any of that. You know what I'm saying? He could just let us live our lives and not realize what's die. going on. Or he could let us die. So he's keeping us alive, obviously, for a purpose. But to give us that glimpse is like there's something that he's trying to get through to you. To say, okay, I'm continuing. You said you don't deserve it. And I agree that you shouldn't beat yourself up about that. That you're going to extend, that you're going to exhaust his love. Because if God is love, I can't exhaust his love. Otherwise, he will cease to exist, right? But he's trying to get your attention about something. So your prayer, our prayer needs to be, what is he trying to communicate to you that says, okay, I got you out of this. But that means... I'm letting you know who's li- who you belong to. I forgot to mention something. This whole weekend, I had the opportunity to continue reading the Book of Enoch. Mm. I did not do it until I was on in the terminal right before that last leg. Mm. So I was sitting there, and something said, "Put down, turn off YouTube, get off <laughs> social media, and oh, and start reading more chapters." Mm. When I sat and read more chapters, then the turbulence came on that. Mm. Ah, I bet, I bet it did. Mm. I'm just that just came to me, and you know what? Exactly what you're saying about what is he needing me to do? He wants me to finish reading that. Mm. Number one, number two, he wants me to get back in the studio and continue to write for these tracks that we're doing this project for. That has been on my back for a while because okay. I know I have several to complete, and every time I look at it, I you know he's patient. Mm. He's sitting there like all you gotta do is ask me for the words like right. you usually do, because right. nothing gets done without that prayer. Yeah, yeah. Nothing will ever get done without that prayer. And I'm thankful for the fact that he's giving me this information right now. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he said. You need to make time. You need to seek my face and my wisdom so you can complete this. That's Sear Cable joint. About me. The joint you sent me, Sear Cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About me. Yeah. He gave me some of that the, the other night. I think it was Friday night. I was really? sitting there right. I almost called you. But I was like, nah, because it ain't finished yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I piggybacking on what you just said. And not to, not to sound uh, presumptuous hmm. or arrogant or too high-minded. What I'm starting to understand, or oh, I ain't starting, I've been understood this. The Most High has a plan. His plan is perfect. You know what I'm saying? We've heard it said you got his permissive plan and then his, there's up some other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His I, I don't submissive will. Submi- that, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, will. I don't know that. I don't know that that's accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's accurate because with the story of Job, mm-hmm. even at the, even at that, that would have been an example of his permissive will, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. because he allowed this stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. But he still took responsibility for it on the back end. Mm-hmm. For all the evil that came upon Job, he took responsibility for it. So assumingly, I'm mm-hmm. assuming he knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a part of his perfect will because he needed to save Job's three friends. Mm-hmm. Had Job not gone through what he went through, them three Jokers wouldn't have got saved. Sure. They would have never came to him right. to holler him about what he was going through. That sounds perfect to me. Permissive or not, submissive. Not to mention the people that have read Job's story throughout the That's the thing. Yes. 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 Had he not gone through that, yeah. how that would, that's the biggest testimony. Joke. Billions that's of people have read that over the years. Do. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. T- and the most high knew that. That's why he threw Job out there to the devil. Mm-hmm. Have you considered my servant Job? Mm-hmm. 
The devil didn't come. Man, what's up with what's up with Joe? Why you why you looking out for him like that? That didn't happen. Y'all put him out there. He said that you could have you considered. Yeah. What, you, what, you, what, you, what you been doing with yourself? I've been roaming around, you know, here and there in the urban blah blah blah. blah, blah. Man, have you considered my search? Yeah. Have you went over there to Southeast and hollered at my man? Mm. Have you went to Arizona hollered at my man Darian? Mm. And he sent them demons. He sent mm -hmm. them the people that was, you know what I'm saying? Right. Witches right. or whatever doing it. Have you but nah, I'ma bring bruh back home. Mm -hmm. I'ma bring a bruh. Yeah, where 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 you need you need to be here, so right. you need to be here. <laughs> no, 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 you about to be a, a, a yeah, a regular mm -hmm. on this jump. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? It's because a machine. It is it, I, I can't a, wait. It's a well -oiled machine, I can't though. wait to see mm -hmm. what what comes from this. But the crazy part about it to me is is, is that the, the most high knows he has a plan. He has a plan. We sometimes get in the way. We most of the time get in the way of what his plan is for us. Even when we find ourselves in messed up situations, sometimes it's allowed to happen like that, so we'll look to him mm -hmm. and not to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I could have attributed, I, I, there's been plenty of accidents that I have avoided, drunk or sober, mm -hmm. and I could have attributed to me being a hell of a driver. That's right. That's right. Steve, Doing I've this. done that. Oh, yeah, me too. I've done that. You know what I'm saying? I've yes. had that. Mom. I understand. Yeah. There have been too many yeah. situations that I've been behind yeah. the wheel where I, mm -hmm. I know too many people that have died mm -hmm. behind the wheel of vehicles, and the car didn't look as bad mm -hmm. as the car that I walked away from mm -hmm. with no scratches. I can't attribute that to me. Mm. It has to be the most high mm. because he has a plan. I gotta say he didn't have a plan for their lives, mm. but I'm not them. That's right. And I, I can't I can't allow myself to dwell on that. Mm. But I know he's sustaining me for a reason. Mm. He's sustaining us for a reason. There's never been a generation like ours. Mm. And it will never be. We're generation X. Mm. We're the back end of generation right. X. X marks the spot. <laughs> X shows you where the treasure is at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. X shows you where it's gonna go down mm -hmm. at, and where the X. So it's gonna go down. Here there be the dragons too. Right. Our generation, <laughs> right? From right. thirty-five mm. to forty-five, them the so ones that's gonna push this thing, right? Yeah, to the limit. Mm -hmm. And the Most High, right? That he's smiling. He can't wait for us to stop being scared mm -hmm. and jump out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I could be of a. I don't want to carry it like I'm gonna touch it. And can't nothing happen to me. But I look at the accidents that I've been in where I should not have walked away. Even if I lived, I shouldn't have walked away. Mm -hmm. My knees should be broke. My sternum, all this should be damaged. Mm -hmm. But I'm fine. I mean, my back hurt, but my back was hurting before. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I like what you're saying. You talked about the permissive will of God, and we talked about Job and Job. It says that Job was upright in all his ways. So he was perfect. So there's nothing that he did that allowed the devil to have legal access in his life. So that's one side of it. But what about the story of Achan, right? Story of Joshua, where Joshua was going in without the counsel of God, saying, okay, I, I could just send my spies out to this little city of Ai, mm -hmm. right? And just take them out. But because they had some sin in the camp, mm -hmm. the devil was able to attest. So it wouldn't have mattered. Mm -hmm. They sent like, they sent like 30, like maybe a thousand people. Yeah. They could have sent a hundred thousand people. They it would have been the same thing. What about David? Remember when David uh, numbered the people? Yeah. Says so Satan moved his heart to number the people. Say, so, oh, I want to see how many people I got. You know what I'm saying? Like how, how big how and big bad. My squad. Yeah, how big my squad is. All right now, seventy thousand people were wiped out as a result of that. Now David didn't suffer from that, so mm. David could be like, whoa, man, I, I just keep, I just keep escaping left, right, and center. But no, there was a sin that had to be addressed. Same with Joshua. There's a sin that had to be addressed. So sometimes God is boasting on us 
That's what Isaiah 59 talk about. Okay. Where sin has separated us from God, right? That's what it says in the beginning of Isaiah 59. All right. So if I sin, if I have sin in my life, that could be God is preserving me, but he's still trying to get my attention. You got an aching in the camp. You know what I'm saying? You got some pride in your heart that's caused you to number the people. And that's why, now, you didn't get touched. Those 36 people at AI that got touched, or them 70,000 people in Israel got touched, I'm still preserving you. So you're looking at them people like, man, them people get in accidents, and they're dying, and somehow, some way, I'm not, you know? But there's still something to be considered. What is it? Can I search me, O oh Lord, and see if there's any evil, way, wicked way in me? Leave me in the way of life. That's man. it. Yeah, that's real, dog. Man, that's real. And I know... And let me tell you, you said accident and mercy. Mm. The other side of his mercy is how he deals with you on a personal level and speaks to your mind. Now, you know, he used us to reveal the fact that there's a lesson to be learned. There's some way he wants our mind to focus on and it's to redirect it to him. But he wants mm. us to be contrite, sincere and repent about it. So he's like, I need this taken care of now. I need you to focus on this right now. And I need you to ask me for my help. Because you ain't been able to get over this hump as long as you've been alive. But I need you to have more faith in me. Talk to me more about it so we can get you over this hump. Because as long as it's here, the devil's going to have access to mm. fool around. Not only with you, but seriously affect the people that ain't elected like you. That's are. right. <laughs> and because you are a man mm. and a priest, mm. you got that mantle whether you like it or not. Mm. This is a serious joint mm. that we just unwrapped in. I didn't think it was going to go like that, man. <laughs> I did not think it was going to go like that. But I tell you what. Right now, I'm thankful for the revelation of that. I pray, matter of fact, we pray right now. Bump that. Mm -hmm. Father, please give us the strength to follow through with seeking your face wholly, mm -hmm. contritely, and sincerely. Let us not have any inkling of iniquity in our minds or in our hearts. And please cleanse it all away by the blood of your son right now. Yes. So that we can do exactly what you have called us to do and not fake on it because other lives are dependent on it. Let us not be the reason for them being lost. In Yeshua's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. That's that's real. That's so real. That's so real, man. And if, if you're watching this, I want you, I mean, this is a serious topic, and that's what we cover on here because we cover real talk. But even if something has not transpired in your life right now to where it's sort of like a wake-up call, do your checks and balances now before a wake-up call has to come. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep. Don't doze. Daily seek the Lord's face. Seek his face in the morning and in the evening. And I know you're going to forget him. I know the devil is going to try to distract you. He's going to throw a binge-worthy show on in the evening. And he's going to have nonsense with your phone and, and with your job in the morning just to keep you distracted. But sincerely make a plan to seek his face. If you're hungry, you're going to look for food. You'll, make a, you'll stop whatever you're doing so you can eat because you know the repercussions of that. Now, this is much more serious. Hunger pains come and go mm -hmm. because if you let hunger pains sit and if you fast, you know about they'll eventually go, go away. away. Your stomach will start to eat itself. All that flab you got around your midsection, <laughs> all that will be turned into the energy that your body needs to keep on mm -hmm. functioning because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. But think about the fact that if you ignore warnings and signs and don't do your checks and balances with him, something, an accident can happen. <laughs> Unexpected. Generally unfortunate. <laughs> generally. It didn't say always unfortunate. Mm. It said generally. Mm -hmm. You know why it says generally? Accident and mercy. The mercy allows it to be general. That's mm. right. Not consistent. Mm. Just mm. general. Mm. These are the wake-up calls that we get. Mm. We can look outside every day going day mm. to see a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. There's nonsense happening around every corner. Mm -hmm. You don't need to watch the news. You can go outside and watch it. Nonsense. Crazy stuff. Mm. I turn on... <laughs> 
shadow of TV. If I if I see another pentagram on a commercial, yeah, I'm gonna scream. Man, you might as well start screaming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And so many people are gonna be caught unga- mm-hmm. un- unaware, unguarded. You got to seek his face daily. You got to implement him into your life. You know, I told you I went to Dupont, right? I told no, you I went no. to Dupont. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went up there this past Sabbath to, yeah. to the class. Uh-huh. You know, and I, and I, I can't recall the brother you name the off tables top. Over. But the dude Roger, nah, nah. <laughs> 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 he was a brother Roger. I was nervous about Marcus. him going up there. So, uh, yeah. Nah, but the dude, you know what I'm saying? He, 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 Jackson. I think he know, Jackson. Jackson. That's him? He, he's the one who runs it. Yeah, yeah, older Old, brother. Older brother. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I think he understands who I am now. What's the the Sabbath school class? Yeah, it ain't Sabbath school. It's not. It's not Sabbath school. It's a session to where... Uh, one of the elders of DuPont has taken it upon himself to open up a class to discuss about not only opinions mm-hmm. about who God is and what it is and what his law stands for, mm-hmm. but about other issues in life that are real that we don't know if the Bible answers or not. Oh, so yeah. when stuff is presented, they usually, according to him, he says, during some point, we're going to try to search the scriptures and find out what the scriptures have to mm-hmm. say about it. You know, so it won't just be here saying how right, we feel. Right, right. And then we'll relate that to all the experiences and see how we can turn bad experiences into testimony. This is what he gave me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I didn't know it went up there. He told me he was going, but I didn't know. I learned a lesson. I learned a lesson. I learned a very valuable lesson. And it, it was it was, it was was hard for me to stomach that, John. For real. Because he wanted to come from Genesis 1, 2, one, two and 3. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's what he said. You know what I'm saying? And... and <laughs> I'm like, okay, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, that's main, but, you know, Genesis mm. is the Genesis. Mm. Let's get into the Genesis of it. But he had to, he kept me at bay. Mm. He kept me at bay. And I was like, I don't like being kept at bay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Once the engine start, it's time to go. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm ready to shoot off into the atmosphere. But as I talk, and I had to, yeah, I commend the Holy Spirit, I commend the Ruach for what he did mm-hmm. with me, Joe, because he, he kept me at bay. And... And I saw, bro, I saw the dude, he was like, man, I like arguing. The dude told me he liked arguing. Why he tell me that? Yeah, he, oh, told the wrong, yeah. he told the wrong person. He told me like arguing. Yeah. Like, I don't disagree with you. We can yeah. argue. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah. It ain't that I don't agree with Jackson you. Jackson likes going back and forth. We can definitely right. have a debate. back and forth. Right. We can have a debate, right. a spirited right. debate. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you for your, I'm not mad at you for the fact that you don't understand what I understand. Mm. And, and I hope you're not mad at me for understanding maybe a little more than what you understand. <laughs> You know, that's the best way I can put that. But where I'm at in my studies right now, I understand the Holy Spirit is revealing stuff. The Ruach is revealing stuff to me, us, mm-hmm. that he may not have told the pen of inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't meant for that time. Mm-hmm. That don't mean you think so highly of yourself that you're better than her. Mm-hmm. That's not what that means. Mm-hmm. That just means it's for a time, time such right. as this. She even says it. You need to quote the well. We all need to quote when she says more light will be given. More light will be given. That's she right. She says that herself. That's, that's yes. what needs to be. That's what needs to be. and all these board meetings and business yeah. meetings. That needs. To, we follow to her so blindly. Right. So the cliff notes of this, mm. and we love to read her writing yes. so much because mm. it sounds so much better than this. Mm. Yeah, why don't we ever talk about the point that she says? I the, she said yep. I have light for my specific age right now, but there will be more light given. Mm. This 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 was a kicker, right? We've all read the Bible mm-hmm. through uh-huh. in its entirety, probably several mm-hmm. times. Several times. But starting at Genesis one, two, and three, you got the creation of the heavens and the earth. You got the creation of man and woman, and then you got the fall. Mm-hmm. That could take a week to <laughs> talk about in and of itself, if not more, if you break down every aspect mm-hmm. of what's being talked about. I like to to just fly, fly through, through it. it. Yeah. Everybody ain't everybody don't run the same in this race. 
And the brother helped me realize that he was like, he looking at me like, man, you know, you jumping ahead, you jumping ahead. Mm -hmm. So I had to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I seen the young brother Roger. I don't know if he was there when you was there. Yeah, he was glasses? glasses? No. No, I wasn't. It was Marcus. Okay. Yeah, Marcus. He, yeah. Yeah. he was engaging me. But bro was shutting him down, John. Like. Mm. And I'm like, man, I'm looking at someone like, man, what you got to say? <laughs> and, you know, he talking. He was like, man, you know, we got great rapping. We got I said, like, we got at least sun on set till. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Sun up to sun down. I mean, you you got to go <laughs> get on the pulpit. Yeah. Right. I don't, we don't have to do nothing. Mm. But you know, they're going to put us out of the cloud. I'm like, man, <laughs> what is, they, then they got a problem. That's neither here nor there. But we rapping, and I'm listening to the brother. One aspect, and I believe it was within Genesis uh, 1, was it, it, was, it was within the first couple verses where it talked about the in the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of God, of God hovered upon the face of the deep. Uh, let me read it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, verse 1, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Mm -hmm. I brought up the point that, see, we, we like to talk about the light, mm -hmm. but the first thing that the Bible mentioned was darkness. Mm -hmm. Darkness came out of light. Mm -hmm. Well, light came out of darkness, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. We, can, we attribute darkness to evil, wickedness, or bad stuff. What happens at night, witching hour. Mm -hmm. The Most High recognized that darkness was there first. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, the rulers, rulers of the of darkness yes. of this world. So, if the tree possessed the knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. the Most High had to already had an understanding of darkness, mm -hmm. and to keep you from experiencing this, don't eat that tree. Mm. I'm not going to go into that on the show. I'm not going to go into that. We, we, yeah, we got to talk about that off the air first. But it tripped me out because the brother was like, man, you know that same thing came to me? And then the other dude said the same thing. But your man tried to take it in a different direction. And I just sat there and I listened. Yeah. He, he, he was coming from a traditional Adventist But that's why he's in there. I respect. Now, this, this is the thing that got revealed to me when I was sitting in there with him. His, he represents the hearts of the fathers turning towards the children mm -hmm. and the hearts of the children turning towards the fathers. The sheer willingness mm. of this elder, this traditional, this mm. traditional Adventist, to sit down and have a form mm -hmm. like this, is progress. That's, true. that's right. That's that's right. That is that's supreme true. progress. I never would have happened twenty, thirty years so ago. That's, that's why I went that's there. True. Yeah. That's true. And matter of fact, I had true. heard about it from his daughter at a family dinner because her mm. daughter married my uncle, Uncle mm. Skip. Mm. When she told me, I was like, "Where? Mm. Where? Dupont? I'm there." Mm. Very next day, I was like, "I'm coming here every day because it was like the movement of the Holy Spirit on my heart, saying, "I need you there now." You done? What you do with the kids? You teach the kids, and then you go down there. Now I'm upset because I can't have it full time because I start teaching the kids at the same time they start. Mm -hmm. But he's like, the, the weeks that you don't go down there, and I'll send oh other weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fine. When it happens like that, this is one of our outlets. How long have we been looking at this stuff? How long have we been receiving this new light? Talking about what are we gonna do with it? Mm -hmm. This is one of the places where we can have an outlet for it, man. Well, we and more poor, more places like this because it takes that type of dialogue for it to be eased. Then you can't slam somebody in the face with this. I, we didn't take it like that. And that's what I realized. That's that's what I realized from that experience. I was like, man, I need to slow down. You can't. I you know can't, what can't I slam know. Slam them in the face with this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't convince me that I don't know what I know. He was talking about opinion, 
versus fact. To me, this is fact. Scripture is fact. This has been tampered with. Scripture is what it is. Well, that's your opinion. I like bro, you playing. You know, I had to tell him straight up, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you, you're doing too much with that, with, with the wordplay. But the two other brothers, if it was me and him one-on-one, it probably would have been a different conversation. But he's trying to get these youngins mm-hmm. to understand something. I wasn't of that mind. I'm talking to you. Don't talk at me like you're talking to them. Talk to them mm-hmm. if you're talking to them. But I had to realize the Holy Spirit was like, man, I'm using y'all to get to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dang, okay, so I do got a role. To play in this, I need to fall back because mm-hmm. I seen them brothers looking at me to see how I was gonna respond. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm so saying. People look at that stuff. And yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. So it ain't for me to make him out to be wrong this... because he doesn't know. It's for me to, 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 to you know what I'm saying, like hang around mm-hmm. on the bottom end. This is the area. And if he start drowning, I gotta pick him up. Mm-hmm. This is the area. But other than that, as long as you doggy paddling, mm-hmm. you ain't gotta be the butterfly. You, right, know how right, many, right, right. you ain't got to be the butterfly to stay in the water. You got to be the doggy path. How many, how many, how many parables did we read when he was in the midst of the people of the sinners, and then the publicans and the Pharisees were standing around him, mm. looking for ways to condemn him? Yeah, trying to figure out a way trying. to trip him up. He had to be on his p's and q's, mm. holding back. His message was revolutionary. Mm. Took the, cast all that law of Moses stuff aside. I'm right. the one who gave Moses they, the law. Mm, but they couldn't like get that. They couldn't get it because they loved Moses. Right. Because they had seen Moses. But how long did it take? How long did it take for them to see? See what I'm saying? So Jesus had this revolutionary message, and even the disciples hung out with him for three and a half years. They still didn't get it. They walked and talked and breathed. Like the parables and stuff, the, you know, people would spend a few hours with him. The disciples lived and breathed. And then he dies, and they forget everything that he said. Right? Had no idea he was coming back, even though we told him time and time he was going to come back. And then as soon as he comes back in Acts chapter 1, verse 6, the first thing they, they said was, will you now restore the kingdom to earth? They weren't even paying attention. They weren't even paying attention. Whole three and a half years. So my you point is, we can't expect we people can't. to just automatically absorb it an and understand point. it. Yeah. That's an excellent point. The outpouring that of the Holy Spirit, that's point. when. Right? He does it. Man, that's, he that's knows, it. And he does it strategically because... God don't got no clock. Mm-hmm. He it. has his perfect right. timing. He wanted to be now. He sits <laughs> outside. Of, and you know what? You just, somebody, and I, I know I told Otis before, mm. somebody painted a picture of me when they were talking about mm. how God treats time. Mm. And he's like, he's sitting down on his throne. And when he called, because we know about his throne mm. and how, how big his cape, his, uh, his robe is. He and how lives the smoke in a mountain, fit. man. Yeah, in a mountain, yeah. pretty much. He lives in a mountain. And he has thousands upon thousands ministering mm. to him constantly. Mm. Imagine at the time when he wants to do, while this is going on, he descends the donut or the tube of time around him and he just slides it hmm. and then makes adjustments in. He go back into the past, mm. make adjustments. Just like you're editing a video. Right, right, he right. He can do right. that. He can yes. do that. He can do that. Because he's outside of it. And he has different pieces, just like you see me sit in front of him and mess with that music I've and stuff. Just like that. I've seen it in a, with, with all life. Like it was in that machine in my computer, like what I was doing. He has all life, and he's just mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He's listening now. Let me go mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. he's not listening yet. Mm-hmm. Outside, he of it. he's listening now. And, Let me go back. Right, right, right. And, and then now, because now the memories of all the conversations you were having with people who have told you this stuff before, when you shut it out, it has more meaning now. Mm-hmm. That's your friend. Just say, man, I remember with somebody That's right. that is causing you to be more. Vigorous about this new truth now because you remember you you could have had it back then, mm-hmm. but it wasn't time yet. That's right. He's outside of time, man. That's why we cannot be phased about when stuff happens and how stuff. The fact that he didn't answer yet, mm-hmm. 
Because according to my clock, I'm getting too That's old. It. Yeah. <laughs> because of my clock. Yet. Yet. Is the key word. Mm. Yet. And how am I? The fact that that will come up and God ain't answered me yet. Maybe He did give you an answer. Mm. Which is no. Right. But we don't want to hear. We no. don't want to hear no. So He said, "I'm gonna supply all your needs." He never said, "I'm gonna supply." He said, "I'll give you the desires of your heart." Mm. But that your heart, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Mm. Who can say? Who can know? Is it? God gonna give you something wicked? So the, the, the thing is, you got to align your heart. You got to align your desires with what the Most High would have you have. So he can freely give you everything that he wants you to have anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's just wild that as human beings, we think so highly of ourselves. We think so highly of our, our minuscule understanding <laughs> of stuff. The foolishness we think, we of God. Know, we went to school. Mm. What did you say? The foolishness of God is more than all the wisdom of all That's mankind. Right. That's right. The foolishness. And, yes. the thing, and this, you know what's crazy thing is? God has no foolishness. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> he don't deal with that. Right, right, he right. It's all wisdom. And the He's wisdom the of the world so, is foolishness so to him. So if he had foolishness. Mm. What would you say? Yes. I said the wisdom of the world is it's foolishness, foolishness to him. Wisdom, but, but what is wisdom? Mm. What is wisdom? To know the what? one true God. Well, worldly wisdom or No, 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 no. What's wisdom? Okay. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Right, right. But worldly wisdom is foolishness to him. Mm-hmm. So that's the extent. Mm-hmm. The furthest extent of what you think you got here is right. BS to me. Right. Because the world but says the beginning there is of no God. wisdom in and of itself mm. is for you to be afraid of who I am. Because mm. I got this. Mm. That's what the most high telling you, like Joe. Right. I got this. Right. If, if why are you why are you afraid of a man that can only kill your body? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. All he can do is Fair take him. your life. Yeah. Man, you fear the one who can put you in hell and soul in hell. That's right. That's a different type of fear. That's mm-hmm. a different type mm-hmm. of fear. You so. ain't scared. You ain't worried about a dude coming to be in your house with a pistol. Right. You worry about a dude never stepping foot into your house but mm-hmm. snatching your soul mm-hmm. out of your body. That's Taking a different salvation. type of fear. Right. Taking salvation away from your fingers. One of the one of the scariest verses I ever read. And it's not scary, but it's just it's serious. Mm. It'll be as if they never were. Mm. Mm. When I read that. Can you imagine you all the everything we're built on right? If we go back in our minds, the only thing we got are memories mm-hmm. from experiences, things we've been through. Can you imagine it being as if you never were? Mm. I can't. Every yeah. impact, every testimony, every life influence. I've impacted a lot of people. Erased from existence. It's, 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 Done. Mm-hmm. Blank. That's, that's rough. As mm-hmm. if you never were. And then you I'm know, hold on, from let me let me tell you how much pain. This is why. This is why the Most High wants to save. For it to be as if we never were, and then he had our thought, he had the thought about us before he made us, is just like taking the thought that he had and just saying that thought was useless. Right, right. Because or him forgetting. Him for- It would right. be the most high forgetting mm. about us. Mm. It would be him forgetting us. Mm. For us to never have existed, it would be him choosing in his massive mind to say, mm, delete. Mm. Who could possibly know you once the most high deletes you mm. in his mind? Mm. Your mother wouldn't know your face. There was a man. You know, there was a mother. There was a mother. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. What's the name of that sermon? I don't yeah. know the name of the sermon, man. His grandfather preached mm. a mean joke. I can't cry no more. Can't thousand years more. I've been up there. I can't yeah. cry no more. I've gotten more. over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, man, I, man, look, yeah. I, I got over it. He's wiped up every anymore. tear from my eyes. Right. That's, right. That's, That's right. That's right. Real. Mm-hmm. Pastor, uh, the pastor at Oakwood, uh, was Rick Nixon. Nixon. Uh, Nixon. Mm. He preached a sermon the day the earth stood still. Day the earth stood still. It was one of the most powerful sermons ever. He was like, man, can you imagine everybody that's ever been born, period, on this planet, standing alive. At one time, some inside the city, 
somehow Saturn. You're looking through translucent mm. gold. Mm -hmm. So you can see, see through it. your loved one mm -hmm. on the other side. What side you gonna be on? Type move. And I was just like, whoa. This was in 2000 when I was down there. You know what I'm saying? I'd never heard a sermon like that before. It wasn't a feel-good sermon. Right. It was a make-you-think sermon. Right. I'm like, dang, Joe. Well, that, that puts in perspective his answering our prayers. So Philippians 4.19, talking about he will provide all of our need. The only need we really have is salvation. Do you mm. see what I'm saying? So if by answering this prayer, me praying, I want to have a million dollars, I want to have a better job, I want to have this person in my, my life, he knows that's going to put me on the path to destruction. By him saying no, he has blessed me mm. and answered my prayer. You see what I'm saying? Because all, all I care about is little 67 years on work. He's talking about eternity. Say that again to them. By him saying By no. By him telling you no. You've been praying over and over, pestering him. Give me this job. Give me this raise. Give me this man. Give me this woman in my life. And he knows if I give that to them, they're gone. They're going to reject the Holy Spirit. They're going to commit them partable sin. They will burn. And they will be as if they never existed. And I'm trying to keep them in eternity. Mm. If that means they have to suffer, mm. just like me as a parent telling my son, no, you can't have ice cream every breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, you can't watch TV all day long. And he's like, oh, I'm the worst dad in the world. He's going to thank me at some point. thank you. You see what I'm point, saying? Hey, that's real. Mm. Train up a child in the way. There it know. is. You know? <laughs> Boy, this is going to be fun. We gonna and we're going to a new year. That's right. Hold that's up. right. We're about to 2019. <laughs> we mean. You hear me? Man, <laughs> Joe. You, hey. you want to take us into the break? Hey, look, that's what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Because I'm letting the listeners know I'm going to be gone. Okay. I'm going to be gone in the second half. I'm going to let these two brothers chop it up because they, they got some history. I know the Holy Spirit got something mm. that he's about to use y'all for. He mm. already told me that. I just wanted to get my spill out, what I did. So I'm going to say a quick prayer, but we ain't ending. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say a quick prayer for the listeners that was with us for the first half. And then after that, we're going to go into the second half. But it's going to be these two brothers I'm about to roll. So bite your me real quick. Uh, most high, um, thank you for mercy. Thank you for grace. Thank you for sparing my life. Mm, thank, thank you for sparing you. the lives of others that find themselves in, 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 in accidental mm. situations. But um, man, I thank you. I just thank you for what you're doing. Um, thank you for bringing my brother home. Mm, um, that was you. That was all thank you, you. Mm. There's, 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 it was you. It had to be you. And he told me what y'all talked about. And I thank you for sparing them jokers that was back over there at the facility that may not have had an opportunity had he went back over there. So mm. you know the beginning from the end. You are the alpha. You're the omega. Um, be, with, be, with, be with Xavier. Touch his system. Uh, be with E and my sister, Tot, because they both in the hospital for Ed mm. Mercy. You know what I'm saying? For they, you know, they're different. You know what's going on. Um, just send your angels that excel in strength there right now by their bedsides to... Uh, to just comfort him. Thank you for bringing Clax here and his family safely. Uh, be with our grandparents, be with Brad's grandmother, mm -hmm. and she's up there at Adventist Hospital. Um, visit her bedside, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Speak to her in her ear and let her know you got her. And um, she ain't gotta worry about nothing, regardless, whatever takes place, you're in control. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for uh, salvation. Forgive us for our many iniquities and save us in your kingdom when you come. This is my prayer in Yahweh Shah's name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, I usually say at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you now, seek truth, because I'm going to be gone when we come back.
that time of year again. The second annual toy drive. Your chance to give back to the community by helping a child have a happy holiday. Stop by Voxwave Studios, 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And donate all your unwrapped toys. No later than December 20th. It's our second annual toy drive. Sponsored by Urban Style Media, Voxwave.com, and Star Imports. The home of the boutique car buying experience. So enjoy your holidays and give back to the kids of the DMV. Business owners, looking for a place to advertise your business and promote your products and services? Voxwave is the right place. We have over 10,000 views a day and 70,000 listeners a month. For more information, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Voxwave now features a streaming radio media player on our website's front page where local artists can get their music played 24-7. For more information on getting your music in rotation or to perform live at our studio, contact Reg Gaskins at 240-832-4455. Android users, the Voxwave app is now available in the Google Play Store. Download the app today on your Android device to listen in and view programs. DJ Rick Entertainment. DJ Rick Entertainment, hottest DJ in the DMV area, CEO of Step Your Game Up and the Youth Project Show, the DJ on the Heartbeat Conga Hour, and sound engineer for a variety of bands. DJ Rick Entertainment is your number one company for all your stage and sound event needs. Call 202-390-1151. That's 202-390-1151. DJ Rick Entertainment. Thank you. 
Welcome, welcome back. This is Real Talk 101 here on a Sunday afternoon, 68 p.m. We had a very uh, intriguing first half. Real th- man, it, it, it felt good. Yes, it did. It was. It was the synergy was there. The Holy Spirit was moving like it always does, and um, just thankful. Very thankful for how uh, Yah is going to continue to use us, especially in this upcoming year. Mm. Um, I can look back on several things that have transpired this year and just be extremely thankful. Yes, First thing comes to my mind, in fact, how long have we been praying now? April 10th, 2017. See, you know the date. I, oh, need, yes. to, I need to know the that's, date. That's ingrained in my mind. April 10th, 2017. Me and his brother started praying every Tuesday mm. and Thursday of every week. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing it since then. So we're coming up on the second year, and the way it has impacted not only our lives, but the people that we've been praying for, it's just testimonies all around. And there's power in prayer, man. Yes, sir. There's extreme power in prayer. But just to uh, familiarize our audience with a couple of things that you um, have gone through, especially at your church, just discuss a couple of things, especially, you know, with your church leadership and then with the spiritual battles in your church. Like, talk about how that has uh, strengthened your spiritual walk and and what what things have you what ways have you seen God move in other people's lives based on those situations? So anything that comes to mind regarding your church family. I know I talked. I think when I called in, I think it was last year, uh-huh. and I spoke about being introduced to Ephesians two six twelve on a real level. Uh-huh. Um, being frustrated about the Super Bowl game, February. 5th, I believe it was, February 5th, 2017, uh-huh. watching the Super Bowl with my wife, we're in Phoenix with, with some Okadites, everyone's from ATL, I was rooting hard for Atlanta, never liked the Patriots, whatever, Yeah. And they come back and win, and I'm just like, I'm so mad, I'm not even talking on the way home, my, my wife is like, yo, did you have any money on the game, like, this is not your team, she knows I'm a Washington fan, like, what, what's up, yeah. and just my spirit was just really, really, really upset, because I was going through so many financial issues at the time, and the NFL at the time, was like kind of my escape. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? It's like, okay. And Super Bowl has always been depressing for me because after that, there's no more NFL for right. like six months. You know what right. I mean? So I'm like, maybe it's that, but I'm just like praying the whole way back from Phoenix to Tucson's about an hour and a half. Wife falls asleep. My son's asleep in the back. And I'm just like pouring my heart out to God because here I am again, financial difficulties. NFL has kind of given me a, 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 an escape, but now that's gone. And I'm like, yo, I have no money. I can't pay my employees. I can't pay my rent for my office space. They didn't sign up for this. I signed up for this. Why am I going through this? Lord, I need a spiritual breakthrough this week. And I'm thinking that breakthrough is going to be, you know, a contract come through, some money come through, whatever have you. The breakthrough was a realization or a revelation that someone in our church was rich. Mm. And it started with my wife. And she had an inclination about some, somebody for something totally different. And then God spoke to me. You know that you know times where, where where God speaks to you. Yeah, like you the times where you, where you when you, you know, can't yeah, you can't mistake it. The times when you nah, know, yo. okay, that that that's that's a thought that came from God. But actually hearing His voice, tell me about this person. I still didn't want to believe. And He's He's pointing me to Exodus three and four, where Moses was struggling with him being called to deliver his people. And he's like trying to get excuse after excuse and God showing him sign after sign. He's still, that's what I was doing. So finally when I accepted this thing, I realized that this person was a person of influence, had connected themselves with individuals in the church, had given out gifts that were familiar objects. Each of these individuals was having uh, apparitions show up and all kinds of things were going on. I was seeing board meetings where someone would say something and this person would hear something else. Well, this person would say something, this person wouldn't even hear it. And I was recording them in some cases, 
and listening back and hearing how people are angry about, oh, this person said this and that. I'm like, I just checked the tape. It wasn't on there, right? Mm. So time and time again. So once I had that revelation and my wife had that revelation, that's really the, 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 the real thing is because we both got kind of got called this together. Mm. We realized that this was something where now people are going to seek us out. So we had young people. I'm hearing voices. What are you going to do? What can you do for me? You know what I mean? Individuals seeing things. What, you, what can you do for me? Uh, people uh, in marriages, and they're just like, I don't know what is happening, but we're having these arguments, and we're not hearing each other. What's going on? And all of it went back to demonic manifestations. Yeah. So it's been amazing seeing how the devil has used things in my life to be a distraction, to cause attacks, and to hamper my ministry. Kind of how you felt. Like right. You feel like what's going on with you? Because of this ministry, there are things that I can't watch. Yeah. The things that I can't do. I'll tell you one quick story. We were watching, um, you know, been praying for Julio. Right. This is a young brother in uh, our church, Hispanic brother who came by, and he's he's been dabbled with witchcraft, and he's seeing, you know, seeing things, whatever, what have you. And so I said I was going to go to his house on Friday. And then Thursday night, my son was up all night, and my wife had been up all week, so I stayed up with him, so I couldn't go. The next day, I get a flat tire. Stuck all day. Next day, car goes crazy. Battery dies. I'm stuck in the middle of it. I'm like, every single day for a week, mm-hmm. something was something going happened. on. And one of those nights, a couple of those nights, we were watching Luke Cage, me and my wife, the mm-hmm. second season. We, we watched the first one. We loved it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, each, night, each night, she's like, why are we watching this? Mm. No, 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 no. She says, why are you watching this? Yeah. She's like, you know, you, you're supposed to be, you want, you know what I mean? You're going to be praying over this brother and, and, and anointing him with oil. And here you are watching this stuff. And I remember it was like episode four or five and Bushmaster comes out and he's like, you know, um, they're like, who are you? And he says, I'm the stone the builders rejected. Mm-hmm. Now I had just read that in the Bible. It's in, it's in Psalms 118. Also, uh, Jesus, obviously he's talking about Jesus. I just read that that same morning. Mm. I was like, mm. And then he's in a circle and he's got the candles and, 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 and my wife is telling me, yo, you know what that is, right? You know what that is. And so we're hearing noises upstairs, right? I don't know if I told you this. I might have yeah, told you this before. Noise, yeah. We're hearing noises upstairs and I think it's my son. My son's four years old and he'll just give to go to the bathroom and go back to bed, right? So I'm hearing all this, what's going on? Why is he making on? So we put it away. We're like, this thing is making us uncomfortable. Go upstairs. My son has not moved. Mm. Son had not moved the whole night. So these noises are going on. And again, I realized there's certain things that I cannot do that others can do. So I'm not going to go condemn and say, yo, you shouldn't be watching Luke Cage. I know for me and my ministry, I couldn't do that. Right. For me and my ministry, I had to stop playing fantasy football. Right. I still, I mean, I, I keep up with the scores or whatever. But for me, it was keeping me because that was time that I needed to be on my knees and fighting these spiritual battles. So that's what this, this awakening has been, realizing how vulnerable we are and how you know, things I watch, music I listen to, habits I engage in, all of that can have eternal consequences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So next year is going to be even even greater because here we are at a new place. We left our old church behind. We're still praying for them, reaching out to them. They got a whole bunch of issues going on. But where is he calling us to now? I don't know. But I'm thankful that he's going to build upon what he started and take us to the next level. Mm. Bro, I'm telling you, just, just hearing you speak about it is... <clears throat> it's it's having an impact on me mm. because um like I said when I heard about you know what what, what Key said on uh, on the phone how she thinks she's being punished mm. the grace and mercy of God is amazing mm. and you only come to that realization when He gives you a wake up call I'm thankful that it doesn't take much mm. 
<clears throat> to wake us up. And don't think that just because you hear something, it doesn't take something drastic to wake you up. Even that within itself is grace because we can conceal ourselves in darkness. Mm -hmm. We can shut our eyes to the, to the light. We can close our ears to the truth. We can harden our heart against what we should be doing. When that happens, it always makes it that much more difficult for the wake-up call to come next time. When you keep turning down warnings, when you mm -hmm. keep turning down uh, advances by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to reach your heart and to try to change the way you are, change how you live, you know, for the better. You know, not, not, not to do it for any selfish reason, but to show you there is a better way, that there is a God who cares, who loves and watches over each and every one of us. And as I'm listening to you speak about such a serious matter as spiritual warfare, and now it's like a, a trite, trifle thing. It's on every program. Right, it's, right. You know, and people, it's more so for entertainment, which in actuality is like, how could you entertain yourself for such a thing? I told you um, that I had made that decision to uh, go to that hollow, that, that haunted house with my brother. I immediately regretted it. Like, even when, after the tickets were purchased, I was like, why did I do that? Like, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, I should, and it's going to be on me because I'm the eldest. I'm the one who's had, I'm not going to say the most spiritual enlightenment, but I should know better. If anybody in the group who went should know better, it should be me. And so when we went, I remember, like, the next day after that, I had a big old argument with Keisha. Mm. I mean, the reason was so stupid. Mm. And I could, this stuff is real, folks. It is real. How you Wait a minute, you're saying that after you went, you had an argument with her that was just out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it was nothing. it was on me. It wasn't on yeah. her, it was on me. I was the one who who couldn't see things the way I wanted to see mm -hmm. them. And it came out of a selfishness. I ain't even mm -hmm. afraid of it. It wasn't even on her. Right, she right, was right. fine. I turned something into something way bigger than it shouldn't have needed. Mm -hmm. and, and it came that came from frustration, the fact that I actually went through what mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. I was like, I was so frustrated I made that decision. So that sat on me and I couldn't mm -hmm. release it. I couldn't let that frustration mm -hmm. go. And when I couldn't let it go, it, it had an impact. It made an effect on our relationship in the 12 hours later, you know? Mm. And um, I'm just, I'm telling everybody that stuff is real. It is so real. I, I see commercials online for Sabrina the Teenage Witch Gosh. on Netflix. You can binge watch it. And in, in, the, in the thumbnail for the commercial for it, it's a gigantic pentagram. And she's lying down on it like this with her hands. And she's grinning while she's lying on it. And like, that's, like that's cool. That's safe. That was mocking. He's just laughing the whole way. <laughs> laughing the whole way, man. And then you got, of course, American Horror Story. Oh, oh has a story about that. His girl was watching it one night. Oh. And yeah, dog, he, he's like, yeah. He has to tell that because there's right. no way I can remember. But, um... I bring all this up to, you know, to say to, you know, to reinforce the message that we try to push on here. When we do have real talk, when we talk about anything as far as relationships and revelations and experiences, it's all to drive the person listening to be curious enough to have a deeper relationship with God, with the Most High. You know, it is. No matter what you call it, He wants a relationship with you. He's not going to sit there and pick certain things about you. He wants to reach you. You know what I'm saying? He wants you saved in the kingdom. And he'll bring you along into knowledge and into truth and into wisdom as he sees fit. That's well, that's just what I've come to learn. It's what me and O have been talking about a lot. Um, but yeah, I saw, I, I'm I'm glad you had that those experiences down there. It's prepared you. You've definitely seen spiritual growth. You've helped me grow spiritually in that regard. Um, and where we're going to go in the new year. Mm. I'm not sure 
what the father has us in store. But I'll tell you something that came to my mind about you the other day. We're in the studio now recording, doing things. And um, we're putting down sonic flow as, you know, the spirits give us, gives us unction to. And as I was thinking about it, you came to my mind. Now, I know, well, at least we haven't spoke about any type of lyricism on your part of where that's been practicing. Mm-hmm. But this is what did come to my mind. Mm-hmm. Your ability to speak power to scripture mm-hmm. and just have a spoken message mm-hmm. in the background over a track mm-hmm. is something that we're going to use. Okay. Because thus far, I've been using it with Pat. Nothing against Pat's who have, you know, been in there. Yeah. <clears throat> but Definitely for this, for this, exactly, yeah. for this new information, for this new movement, that we have a fresh voice. Mm. Okay. That's what came to, it came to me actually while I was driving over wow. here. Okay. I was going to tell you off air, but yeah. I'm telling you now yeah. because it yeah, came yeah, to me yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, the sermons right. that you have prepared. I know mm. you haven't thrown them away. Mm. Oh, no. Huh. All the information that you... Your preparation style, you have something that can speak directly to any topic that we put out in Sermonic Flow, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And so, we were talking about the logistics <laughs> over it right now, but it's coming out, man, it's yeah. tight. Yeah. Um, if I shot you something, mm-hmm. and then the scripture were to come to your mind regarding that, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there would be a gap in the track for you to actually speak life to that scripture over that to make it... Yeah. yeah, I do. Wow. I've seen it. I've seen it, and I've heard it. So that means means it's coming. That's the Holy because... Spirit talking right now. Man. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's you a beautiful a, you thing. Got a phone call coming in. We do have a phone call. It's got to be old because yeah. if it ain't, yeah. uh, you already know this. Yeah, yes, <laughs> you already know this. Hey, look, check this out. Stab that. Stab that, Darian. You mm. got to get on the track. Yes. That's all. That's all I was calling to say. Stab okay. that. I knew he was listening. Your, yes, your, sir. Your, yeah. your flow. <laughs> your just your speaking. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Brad and the Holy Brad and the Ruwak going to put that thing over mm. beat, and it's going to be like that. That's all I was calling to say, bro. I just Lord. wanted to stamp that because I heard him say it, and mm. I didn't want that to, not that it would fall on deaf ears. I just wanted you to know that, yeah, that's 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 why you here. Yeah. Well, in the mouth of two witnesses, the thing is confirmed, so yeah. uh, there it is. It, it, besides <laughs> the fact I hadn't even planned on saying that mm. at all. Wow. It just came to me to say, yeah. I'm watching you. I'm watching you say all types of stuff you didn't plan on saying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm going to let y'all do y'all thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all praise to the most high, bro. Most Amen. High. Definitely, definitely. Yep. It's about being right. obedient. It's about being obedient, you know, and, and I believe that the spiritual growth that manifests within us is when we are obedient and we realize the calling that we have. We realize how important our time is because the person, Ephesians 6.12, the people that are battling against us, they're not taking any time off. You nah, see what I'm saying? Not, like, we as Christians, we're supposed <laughs> to be, you know, all out and, and making our calling election sure and, mm-hmm. and, and doing the Great Commission, but we take time off all the time. And we just, I'm just tired. I want to sit back and watch this movie. I want to sit back yeah, and watch the game bro. or whatever yeah, have you. Man. And those are all innocuous things yeah. of themselves. Yeah. But if we believe that Christ is coming soon and we believe that we can hasten the coming of Christ by preaching that gospel to all the world, then why are we wasting time? Wow. I mean, the spiritual growth that we've had now could have come 10 years ago. You see what I'm saying? When we was out there smoking and drinking and doing whatever have you, and God was trying to reach us then. You see what I'm saying? So, like, the the, the impeding of our progress is because we are not being obedient. And we're not dedicating that time to him. And that's, I'm, I'm talking to myself. You know, and somebody out there is, is listening and they're saying, hey, what's wrong with doing these things? What's wrong with listening to this kind of music, whatever it have you? And I think of something that your grandfather always says. He says people always come to me saying, hey, uh, what about how short should my skirt be? Uh, should I listen to this kind of music or watch this kind of movie? He's like, that's the wrong kind of question. Yeah. Get converted. 
Yeah. And those questions will be answered automatically. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So if you're asking those questions, it's because your prayer needs to be convert me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Teach me what to pray for. Remove things in my life that are keeping me from the spiritual growth that God has for us. And then you'll see blessings happen. So, and, and the beautiful thing about that is, is everybody has a testimony. Everybody has a part to play. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a part to play. Um, I was speaking with somebody earlier last week, and they were talking to me about, you know, it's, it's Thanksgiving time. You know, mm-hmm. Christmas is right around the corner. A lot of people celebrate it. Um, families come together. Um, and for the most part, you know, it's a time. It's just like what I just said. Families come together, spend time, quality time with one another. But there are a lot of people who don't have that dynamic within their family. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to have that. My family is not, is is big, but the contingent that meets is relatively small. It's about eight to ten of us. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And we come together. We commune with one another. We check up on one another. We pray for one another, and we enjoy these holidays together. But there are some people who don't experience that, and who actually have a very different and opposite view of that. Mm. I was speaking with somebody who was incredibly discouraged. They said their family sucks. Mm. And not only just saying that, but they say family sucks in general. Mm. And that was their mindset. And what it has been is a systemic uh, experience from a grandmother to a mother to uh, to a to another individual who they have been ostracized by family mm. for. For groundless reasons. Mm. I mean, what is a reason that a family can hate one another? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we commit sin, sins and crime mm. against one another. You do it against your family. You would expect that a family would be more forgiving. If anybody. If anybody. Yeah. You expect, because the world surely ain't. You right. know what I'm saying? We make enemies. Mm. People who are not involved, who are not of our bloodline, we don't mm. even care because mm. they're not our family. Mm. But there has to be some type of family unity. That's how the kingdom is set up. Mm. This family of God is the father. You know what I'm saying? Our big brother mm. is, is Yeshua. Yeah. And then we are... All of the children of God, you know what I'm saying? And so when I think about that, I was struggling on what to say to this person. Like, and it's 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 difficult to take, but in all truth, all in all truth, it only becomes manifested when the opportunity presents itself. I'm explaining what I'm saying right now. I struggle with pornography. At a certain point in my life. I was negative on myself because of that struggle. Mm. Until I had a revelation from the Father, realizing that the blood of Christ was shed for this specific reason over me. Now, for somebody else, it could be another issue. I have grace specifically in my life for that area because that's where I struggle. Other people have grace for different areas. But also, within that same area of my life where I have grace, I now have a responsibility. Mm. To minister and to testify the goodness of God to somebody else who struggles in that same area. Mm-hmm. That's my specialty. I may not have a problem. Always been on the show several times talking about alcoholism. Mm-hmm. That's not my vice. But he's qualified to talk to somebody who struggles, can't put down the bottle. I'm qualified in a whole other area. So somebody who has problems in their family, who doesn't have a family that comes together and, and you know, has a good time, it's, it's more hate than love. Mm. They can speak to somebody else about how the family of Yahweh is a family of love because mm. they came from a family where there was no love. Right. So then now they're experiencing a love that's way more than what they've ever known, what they've ever experienced before mm. because of that. And another person will receive that mm. because they're going to be speaking through testimony. That's the one thing about a testimony. It's hard to lie <laughs> about a testimony. And if you seek to do that, that's a very that's devious and devilish yeah, thing to do. Yeah. To create a fake testimony to pursue your own game. Mm-hmm. Look out for self. And woe to those who be doing that. Mm. To take a method 
that the father uses to reach people and use it for your own gain, mm. that's very dangerous. Mm. That's very dangerous. I wouldn't encourage nobody to do that at any point in time. But mm. I'm saying all this to say we have different qualifications based on the hardships that we go through. So when you come back here and you tell me about the spiritual warfare that you went through down in Arizona, I know where you're qualified. Mm. I know you'll be able to recognize and see things that I may not see because that's not where my fight is. Right, right. But I realize where mine is. Mm -hmm. And when he puts people like who come from different backgrounds together, then he has a well-oiled machine, as I stated earlier, that right. can accomplish multiple tasks. There's variety. Mm -hmm. It's very diverse. You're a jack-of-all-trades mm -hmm. type thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate jack-of-all-trades. Right. He is in every... There's nothing he can't speak to. And, he, and the crazy thing is, the message and the work that we have, it could have been given to angels. Mm. But he gave it to people like us so that right. it could be relatable. Mm -hmm. Ain't no way I'm going to be able to open relate. the word. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> they can't. They, that's why they won't they be able to sing the song, song that we uh -huh. sing. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's why when we open this, we see people with problems. Mm -hmm. People who have problems with liquor. Mm -hmm. People who have problems with women. People who have problems telling the truth. Mm -hmm. People have problems with violence and tempers. Mm -hmm. Every one of those people is in here. Mm -hmm. But they will all use either for positive or for negative. They, you'll see every situation. But what you definitely also will see is how God worked through each and every one of them. Or else they wouldn't be in here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when I, I look at that and you have an opportunity to speak to somebody who may look at you and say, your situation is just so different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can never understand my walk. Mm -hmm. You can never understand my struggle. I look at people who have struggled more and gone through more adversity as those being more primed to reach more people than I ever could. Because right. you've been through, right. your your audience is much broader. Mm -hmm. Have you ever wondered to yourself why, you know, I always found this, this, this funny. Whenever I watch sports, either NBA or NFL mostly, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the athletes who are, you know, doing it, they come from single parent homes. Right, right. Very. Most of them. But yeah, most of them. Mm -hmm. Poverty background, mm. father not in the house, mm. been through a whole mm. lot. And then to keep yourself in the mental and physical standard that it takes to reach that level of performance, mm. if you're playing either basketball or football at a professional level and then doing it at an elite level, mm. all of that sacrifice plus your experience. And the experience probably grew you into having a habit to have, to make that type of sacrifice. Because mm -hmm. if things is hard, you got to go hard. Right, right. Or else you ain't going to overcome. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So there was no room for laziness. Mm -hmm. There was no room for leisure. Mm -hmm. oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Because you wouldn't eat. Right. For that reason alone, that's why we have so many African-American brothers on the corner. Mm -hmm. They just want to feed their family. Yeah. If they could find a better way to feed their family right. than to do something that was illegal, they would do it. Mm -hmm. Because of the danger that it presents not only for their well-being, but for the people that they love. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because it seems like minorities in general are in a prime position for ministry mm -hmm. to one another mm -hmm. because we all have our hardships. I'm not saying that anybody who's not a minority doesn't have hardships, they're not able to minister, but the scope of the struggle that a shared people have together mm -hmm. It's a serious thing. Mm. And if God can bring everyone out the way he professes, can you imagine how rapidly that type of message mm. would be accepted? Mm. That's the reason why the gospel is so important. Mm. The gospel is the central element that provides hope to all of humanity. But what do you say to someone, minority, poverty, growing up, this is all they know, and they're looking for a practical solution. So we go into the neighborhood, we go into Southeast, wherever have you, 
bringing this Bible, talking about it's changed my life, and like that's all well and good. But how how does this help me feed my family? First of all, we cannot be only talkers of the world. We right. have to be doers, doers. of the world. Mm-hmm. We can, just like the parable said, it's like you know, if somebody comes up to you and they're in need, you can't just turn them and say, "I pray for right, you." Right, right, right. It's right. gonna get better, and then not help them. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? You got to give them a jack. You got to mm-hmm. feed them. What is ever is in your means to do, and you and the Lord know exactly what is in your means to do. So you lie to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You can't lie to him. Mm-hmm. If you can help, and you have the means to help, then help. Mm-hmm. That only strengthens. It's like adding salt to a bland meal. Right, right. It only strengthens your ministry when you're trying to tell them about the God you serve and how he has blessed you. That's what the Savior did. He carried the message from city to city, town to town, and he healed. He reached the exercise. Right. Yeah, that's right. Right. And then he sat down mm-hmm. and talked to them about the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always coupled with that. Right. Because love can't just be talked about; it has to be shown. Mm-hmm. People have to be able to see the actions of love. And that's why the body of Christ. You talked about the well-oiled machine. First Corinthians twelve is so important because if you have people of different backgrounds who get together then that person who I just can't reach, I don't even know how to help them practically, but somebody else in my squad who's been there before, can. oh, I, I can, yeah, I can hook up with this person. Oh, I can get you, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's no one part is better than the other. Right. All you know what I mean? Right. It can't be that, like, like the Bible says, the foot trying to be the hand or mm-hmm. the eyes trying to be the head. Like, no, no. God has called you with just specific experiences, and some of those experiences you have brought on yourself. In other words, you know, I was talking about the person who was the ex-drug addict. And they said, I would never be this powerful soldier for Christ if it weren't for that. No, God did not call you to be a drug addict and be on the side of the road and be begging from, you know what I'm saying? And then he found you there. No, that's when you made a decision and he brought you up out of that. You know what I'm saying? But despite your bad choices, you are now in a position because of his deliverance to be able to reach somebody who's also made those choices. I was reading in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1. Um... Second Corinthians chapter one verse three says, "Blessed be the God of and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the mercies and God of our comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Right. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ." So, 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 because we've experienced these tribulations. Now we have the ability to witness. Now, if we let that tribulation take us out, then the testimony is gone. Yeah. So if I'm sitting on the corner complaining about the man, complaining about this, and this is why I can never get down, and I'm going to look to Christ, who is a person who suffered more than any one of us did, to get me out of that, then the possibility of God using me to reach somebody else is now out the window. Hmm. So just think about that. The sufferings you're going through right now is because God wants you to deliver you, not just to deliver you, but to reach somebody else. So when you throw in the towel and say, man, forget all this religious stuff, I'm just going to go smoke a joint or whatever, then you are robbing the opportunity not just to save you, but to save somebody else. And that's pretty deep. Mm. That's pretty scary. It is, man, to be used as a vessel. Mm. And I, I tell you the truth, man, just to be honest with you, it's like one of the best feelings that you can have is to help somebody else mm. and know that they have been, their life has been made better because of efforts that you've made. Mm. Not, and not to, not to a point to where... You're taking Take all credit, the credit right, right. to a selfish level, mm-hmm. but just saying, you know, it feels good to help somebody. Right, right. Let me see who else I can help. Mm-hmm. Because when you are truly, when you're helping, you're serving. Mm-hmm. And serving is not yourself, serving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're serving somebody else. You're helping them meet their needs. Mm-hmm. And 
how far you go in doing it is gonna be the expression of how much love you actually have for it. So if I only just, you know what I'm saying, pick you up and take you like a, a measly away mm. and just say, you know, get out my car, <laughs> rather than let me drop you off and then wait for you mm. and then pick you up and take you back home mm. and then help me bring the groceries inside mm. of your house because I know you need help, you just one person. Mm. That's a better display of love rather than just taking somebody somewhere and leaving mm. them. And I'm saying this in condemnation to myself because yeah. it may not have been in that exact situation, but you know where you've done just enough. Mm. <laughs> just enough. You know right, you've right, opened right. your wallet a couple times. Mm. Somebody asks you for money and you'll see a, a one, a five, and a mm. ten and you'll give get them the, the change. One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give yeah. them the change. Right, right. So it's like, Bare minimal. you know, mm. and I know times where I've done that and I've repented and asked for another opportunity. Mm. It's like, give me another one. Mm. I messed that one up. Give me another one. And he's done it. Sometimes yeah. he's done it. Sometimes he's waited. Um, but just having that realization, mm. it makes things better. We live in a very cruel, unforgiving, and cold world. And it's mm. only getting worse. Mm. It's only getting worse. Mm. So the more we can contract this type of attitude, this type of Holy Spirit, which is really what it is, mm. the better. Mm. And how do you get the Holy Spirit? You know we've talked about it on this show before. You pray and you ask for it. It's a gift. Mm. You know that, right? Mm. It ain't something especially yeah it's a daily it's a daily prayer it's a commitment mm -hmm. but it is a gift mm -hmm. because he said he would give it to mm -hmm. those who ask mm -hmm. well let's look let's look at how they got the holy spirit let's look okay. in acts right. chapter two and we talked about earlier i mentioned earlier how all those good sermons and all those good miracles that christ performed in the hearing and the vision of the disciples did them no good until the holy spirit came and was promised and it came so Let's just start reading um, from Acts verse 1. What's that? Acts chapter 2. Yeah, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one, they were all with one accord in one place. All right, so what does that mean? All in one accord in one place. Does that mean we're just in the same spot and we all praying together at the they same time? They believed the same way. They were in one accord in belief and faith and in, in perseverance to, mm. to, to do what their mission was. They okay. knew what the mission was. They knew mm. what they had to do next. And they were all in unison to say, we're going to all move at one time mm. and doing this. Mm. That's how I believe mm. when it says all in one accord. Sure. Uh, yeah. Make sure I got oh, and um, then I have, you know, like a little marker or whatever mm. next to one accord. So together. Mm. Just together. So physically in the same spot. Yeah. They have the same purpose. They had the same recognition mm -hmm. of their inability to accomplish God's curse. Because remember Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, they didn't watch this joker. They didn't watch Jesus do all these things. I mean, everywhere he went, people would oppress, multitudes would come. They're like, how can we do that? Mm -hmm. And they're thinking back to Mark chapter 9, when they try to cast out the demon of the brother, you know yeah, what I'm saying, his yeah, child, they and they do couldn't it. do it. I'm like, wait a minute, Jesus is gone. How are we going to do this? Yeah. He's the one who's breaking the bread, and he's, he, you know what I'm saying, he's doing all this or whatever. How are we going to do that? So everybody who came in one accord realized their, their, their what's the, the word, insufficiency. insufficiency. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And said, so I don't care. Maybe I'm not on the same level spiritually, because that's people, what people think. Oh, we got to be on the same spiritual level. I mean, there has to be some things in common, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? But... We may be on different levels, but our desire and our, our realization that we're but dust and all the righteousness we think we have is filthy Nothing. rags. Yeah. That's when the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah. And suddenly, this, uh, verse 2 says, mm. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven 
as of a mighty rushing wind, and it mm. filled the whole house where they were sitting. Mm. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Mm. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So question, people will always ask, I see all of these things happen in the Bible. Old Testament, the ground is swallowing people up, fire coming from heaven, you know what I'm saying? The Red Sea parted, people, thousands of people being fed in the New Testament, and here in this case, this wind comes through, and people start speaking in other tongues. Why does that happen today? Mm, not a one accord. So, I mean, all this time, this is what, 2,000 years ago, no one has ever gotten into one accord and some of this stuff has happened? You got to believe, too. Mm. I mean, and, and I believe it's one accord in belief. Mm. You got to believe in the power that they were promised not yeah. too long ago before right. this happened that it would come. So they were looking forward mm. to it. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit has been so rarely seen, so people lose faith in it being existed or its actual role. Like, what role is to play? Also, when we read, how much do we even hear about the Holy Spirit? Mm. We hear about Jesus. Mm -hmm. We hear about God. Well, we know very little about the Holy Spirit except what he talks about in Acts. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because prior to this, did we really hear about it? Right. Just little blips in Just here. Just little blips. Right. We hear about the Spirit of God coming upon Samson and coming upon Jephthah. Moving mightily. Yes. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, the Spirit of God. But you're right. This is where we first start to see him in action. Right. And if we are to pay attention to the prophecy and that there's a former rain, which mm -hmm. is talked about right, right here, right. Early then rain. there's going to be a latter rain. rain how expected should we be for it? Mm. Or should or do we are we caught up in the mindset to be like, well, I still got time. Mm. It ain't oh, time yet. Because mm, right. that mindset of not having time yet will kind of keep you complacent mm. and not mm. even seeking. Mm. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He mm. wants you distracted and thinking that you have time. Mm. But I believe that is the reason for the signs of the times, mm. to wake people up. Mm. We're having record numbers of natural catastrophes. Evil and, and wickedness as far as like hate crimes towards mm -hmm. people. How many shootings in any more schools do we have to have? Right. Somebody made a joke online the other day. Mm -hmm. It's like romaine lettuce had a problem. It was removed off of the shelves yeah. in like four days. But yet we still got guns in schools. Still got guns in schools. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, it right. don't make no sense. But just to play the advocate, couldn't they have said that? I hear atheists say this all the time. Couldn't that have been said after World War II. The World War II comes, right? So all of those prophecies in Revelation 6, the stars falling, the sun, you know, the, the moon turning to blood, all that had happened. Right. And now you have serious wars and rumors of wars all across the world. You got hate crimes, six million Jews being tortured or killed. So what makes this time different from then? Because these people, they expected Christ to come imminently. Yeah, you did. see what I'm saying? And so they had that urgency We've become complacent because we look at World War II, we look at things that have happened, we look at two tsunamis that have happened. I mean, yeah, things are bad now, but it seems like they've always been bad. So how do you tell somebody that Christ is imminently coming and the signs point to it happening now when we've had signs and wonders for so long? Yeah, long. That is a serious question. I mean, one could argue that, you know, he, I, the question has to, I'll say this, the belief that it is a dangerous and perilous time. Is it select? It's not a selective. Is it the truth? Mm. But somebody has to have that revelation mm. to see it. I've said on the show before. It's like I remember the time when I knew of God, mm. and then I remember the time when I knew Him, right. and I remember the mindset I had in both cases. Mm. I had heard about prophecy and revelation. Mm. I had heard many fire and brimstone <laughs> sermons. Them joints had no impact. Mm. Yeah, they're scared to mess out you while you in the pews for mm. that day. But as soon as you leave out there, you yeah. know you have a, another week of your life. Right, right. Okay, back at it. Mm -hmm. It ain't, ain't not right now, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So, truly, 
the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is what happens first to a selected few. Mm. And then it spreads after that based on the fervency of the few that it's been poured on, the elect per se. Mm. That coupled with the signs of the times that we're living in is evidence enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like this country is headed to a full-blown race war. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With the way stuff is just being accepted now, how old racism that we thought was long right. gone, it's <laughs> dug all the right. way up. Right. And it's being it's strengthened, too, mm -hmm. like day by day because mm -hmm. of leadership. How is it being? Yes, sir. Exactly. So when stuff like that happens, it's like, and then some people think, you know, say we can escape from it. Just we the United States. Mm -hmm. You go somewhere else, it's worse. Oh, yeah. It's much yeah. worse. Mm -hmm. Persecution and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So if we can escape it, what then becomes mm. our refuge? Mm. Some people turn to the word. Mm. A lot of people turn to the only word that they know. Mm. And it's a shame because they, the only word that they know is the word that comes from the past. Mm. They don't search for themselves. Right. When you don't search for yourselves and you put your mm. entire faith and all your your spiritual salvation into mm. what somebody else says mm. instead of you looking for yourself, mm -hmm. it's a very dangerous thing. And what's worse than that is not only you just getting it from somebody else, you're only getting it once a week. So for two hours of the week, you are holy, but the rest of the week, you're not, you're not reading for yourself. Now, if you get a good meal on Sunday, are you going to let that meal hold you over till next Sunday or next week? No, you're going to keep eating, right. right? You eat every single day. So this now. has to be part of your appetite, your regimen. Yeah. And not even just, obviously, you have to pray for wisdom and understanding to read this stuff. But if you don't have a desire for it, you're not seeking it then you're going to be relying. You're going to be complacent the rest of the week. It's all traditional. Just going to church because you're supposed to do that. I think I'm good to go. I think that's the reason for hardship mm. and for trial and tribulation. It's the only effective means to get us from, from humble, mm. to, to get us in a humble position. Mm. It's the only effective means. If stuff is all good all the time, you right. have no need of God. That's period. it. That's it. Period. Point break the end. That's why... That's why some people can't take mass riches. You could pray for it, mm. pray to hit the lotto, but you couldn't take that. Just like what we were talking about earlier. Mm. If God gave you that, you mm. would be out the be out. And you would be high stepping out. Mm -hmm. It would you he would you would run away from hell right. because he gave you that. I don't right. need him no more. Right. He's a genie. Mm -hmm. Not God. He's a genie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whenever so, I need him, rub the rub the lamp. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, like I, I I've said it on here before, like that last hurricane that went through like South North and South Carolina, mm -hmm. and it's that brother that got Everything he had knocked mm. out. They interviewed him. He was standing next to his pickup truck and he had a stool. Mm. One stool, kind of like what we're sitting on there. Mm. And all of his belongings were stacked on that one stool. Mm. He pointed at that. He was like, You see that? That's all I own. And he said, You know what? I thank God for humbling me because we mm. all need it sometimes. This is what mm. he said. Mm. He Mercy. pointed to all he owned in this red pickup truck and then he says, I, pre I, I'm, I thank God for humbling us, mm. for humbling me because mm. we all need it sometimes. Mm. Most profound, one of the most profound things I've ever read in, mm. a, in an article. And that's the importance of it because when we are not humble, and, and the thing is, the crazy thing about this, we naturally go that way because of the sin, mm -hmm. because of our flesh. We're born in sin, shaping in mm -hmm. iniquity, but we don't have to be left there. If we get humble and we accept correction, and we accept that there's something bigger than us, something greater than us, namely the Father. Mm -hmm. And we come to a realization of who he is in his love. And he gives us light as we can need. He doesn't give us the whole thing at one mm -hmm. time. We would explode. Right. We can't even look at his face and mm -hmm. survive. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not so don't expect don't expect one day that you're just gonna wake up and then all of the truths of, of salvation and everything you need to know for eternal life are gonna be revealed mm -hmm. right there for you. That's not how it happens. Mm -hmm. it's not and how don't it happens. expect for 
your character to be changed overnight either. Overnight, I mean, yeah. Ellen White says that if we knew all the things that were going to be needed for us to be saved, there's no way it's going to happen. No way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just one little thing, one little trip, one little change over time. And I don't, I think it's more than just a trial. Sanctification process of a lifetime. I think it's more than just a trial. It's our response to the trial. Because God can keep sending trials. And you know what we're doing? We're suffering for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're allowing trials to come our way. and We're not learning the lessons from them. And every time the trial comes, we respond the same way. And that's why when I look at the children of Israel and have they delivered from the Red Sea, you know what I'm saying? And in Exodus chapter 15, they're singing this wonderful song. In this end of the same chapter, they run out, they have no water. Mm. What happened? Do they remember the place? No, <laughs> Do they know. remember the Red Sea? Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe we have it so bad. Why would you do this? And then God in his mercy, he delivers them from the trial. Next chapter, they're hungry. What are we going to do? Remember the pots of meat we had. Now, they forgot mm. how bad it was in Egypt. Man. This is revisionist history man. in their mind about how good it was. And God in his mercy provides manna. Next chapter, no water. He provides water. But their response was always the same. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you read all through Exodus and Numbers until it got to a point where God was like, enough. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? All so, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you really going to elect a leader to go back to Egypt? You know what I'm saying? You're really going to go into this promised land that I have told you was going to have and say, oh, we can't do it. It was like, we was like grasshoppers in their eyes. This ain't going to work. Let's just go back to Egypt. God was like, enough. And they were asking for food. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to give you meat. That ain't going to be for one day. It won't be for two days. It's going to be for every single day for a month. It's going to be coming out of your pores. And the Bible says, I think it's Numbers chapter 11, that while the food was in their mouths, he struck them down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we can get to the point where we grieve the Holy Spirit. With these trials that are coming our way, we're not, we're not getting the lesson from it and realizing our response has to be one of faith. The next trial comes, I don't know where this money's coming from, but God's got it. Not, oh, what are we going to do? God's got it. Because we grieve him, and we're going to be like the children of Israel in, in the wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief. Mm -hmm. God forbid that happens to any one of us. Yeah. Man, we're going to go ahead and wrap up because we had our limit. Um, mm. Cracks, you mind taking us out with a word of prayer? No doubt, no doubt. Right. Bow our heads. Father God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that has descended upon us even tonight, I thank you for the unction, the desire to engage in this when 10, even maybe five years ago, we would have been doing something totally different. Here we are lifting up your, your name. We're reading your word. We're talking about you. We're getting excited about it. It feels like the last two hours are like minutes. Mm -hmm. So we know we can only give you credit for that. So I'm asking that you would continue this good work you began in each and every once. And I, I pray for that person who's watching, who's listening right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they tuned in. You knew why you directed them to this. Whatever issue is going on in their life, I'm asking you to give them deliverance. Whatever answer they're looking for, I'm asking that you give them the answer, which is your son, his blood who has washed them clean from sin. All the things in this world mean nothing. All of the vices, all of the so-called pleasures, all the money, riches, sex, alcohol, drugs, none of that means anything. So I'm asking that you touch that person's life, that you give them a glimpse and you reward the little bit of faith they invested in tuning into this program, double it up, return to them a revelation of you in their lives so they know, they can know you, whom to know is life eternal. Bless every person in the sound of my voice. Bless our ministry, Father God. I'm asking that you would forgive us of our sins, remove iniquity from us, Lord God. Let us not continue in the same sins that have easily beset us for so long, but let us continue to look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayer, for redeeming us and for mm -hmm. saving us when you yes. come back. Yes. In your son's name, amen. Amen. And Real Talk 101, we'll catch you next Sunday. Peace out.